0: been talking about, hopefully we'll, we'll finish up here with the Holy spirit, but just to encourage all of you, uh, and to remind you, please put it in your phones, your notes, uh, anything that reminds you. So next week we're gonna, cause I'm believing we're going to finish the Holy spirit today, whatever we do next week, we're going to talk about unscrambling your mind, like searching for understanding Now, now we're going to talk about a few things. We'll talk about discernment. We'll talk about we'll even, you know, uh, uh, Pull some things for from the word thirst. So I understand how to how to understand the word. Um, but we're gonna really see see the reality is our minds have been scrambled up through pain, uh through uh the wrong authoritative voices in our life, people telling us you ain't smart, you ain't stupid, or you ever deal with people that no matter what you say or do, it's like, why are you doing that? You know, like or or they question everything or they challenge everything you do. So nothing you do is correct. You know, especially, you know, you guys are young, you grow up and, and sometimes people are hating, like they see your brilliance before you do. So what they do is they'll kind of try to make you feel bad all the time, you know. But what it is is they see your brightness. Why would somebody take the time out to try to make you feel bad? You must have value, right? And so uh, what happens is we take this into our adult years and, and we... We're overwhelmed easily now Well some of us might have been young and was just like Go to your room, go to your room, go to your room Why you ask so many questions? Right? You know, and so what, what it is is you, Your brain hadn't been stimulated Right? Or you could have been young And, uh, you know, I, I went through this But I was in diapers, so I ain't Maybe what my brothers and sisters did But your parents could go through divorce Or, or there's trauma in the family And when there's a disharmony It's a distraction you know in the early years uh uh my son went through that, you know uh because my wife was married before, and you know he was struggling in school remember um it's, so 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 it's its it has an effect you know when you're going when there's not harmony uh mr Lamar d- uh, did agreement on um God talk yesterday, and so when there's not harmony, it affects things, it can affect things, so what the Lord has been showing me is It's affecting our ability to absorb what he has for us. It's hard for us to stay focused. And and guess what? You know what the culture tells you? You're okay. You just have a short attention span. Otherwise interpreted, stay getting limited information so you'll never grow beyond where you are. So they'll tell you it's okay, that's okay. You don't have, in every other culture, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, I know this is next week. Uh, I think it's either Asia or China where they had like, it's like five or 900 students and they all got, uh, no, no, they all got 100% on SAT. Not two, it wasn't two, all of them. You know why? Because from birth their culture is challenging, stimulating and the growth. Let me get the best out of you, not, oh, you struggling, it's okay, baby. I figure so 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 I'm gonna make you comfortable at 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 not being able to go beyond where you are in their culture although you can't stay here you're designed for greatness and it may be uncomfortable but I'm gonna teach you to be great they're no different than God how come God don't be bailing you out because I designed you for greatness and so we're in a culture where we, oh, it's okay. It's it's not okay because you can't take your okay in the house to school. You can't take it to work. You can't. You, hey, your husband can baby you. Hey, baby, it's okay. They just tripping. Try to take that to work. You're 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 a decision away from losing your job because you can't bring your husband to work with you. Can you? Can't bring mommy and daddy to school with you. Can you? right? So, so we got to get back to great. And, 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 and the Lord's been showing me, sometimes it's overwhelming. Like you come, you'll come to church and sometimes, ah, man, it's just too much. But this is it. You tell you to take notes. Sometimes this is what some people don't notice. You try to write down everything. You're not supposed to be writing down everything. Nobody can do that. Listen, I have one of the great, greatest recalls and memories in the world. I'm, I'm not saying that the boss I'm saying I do it's, 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 I, I pick up stuff Just tell me I pick it up I read, Tell me the number I remember it Right but guess what I can't write down everything It's impossible So there's a way you're supposed to Catch things and we're going to Talk about how to do that There's a way that you can remember stuff But some people just don't know Because they've never been taught So they just get Oh just forget it No, that's not how you're supposed to do stuff. You gotta press beyond being overwhelmed. Everybody is potentially overwhelmed. Get a new job. Man, I don't know if I'm ever gonna remember this stuff they are talking about. But you will. The reality is you will. And so we're gonna show you how to absorb. Everybody, how everybody can. Man, it ain't even 500 people in this room. So 500 people and they all got 100%? That ain't personalities. All from different households, but this is what I'm saying. Like, we so we got to get beyond the pacifying, we're not helping nobody, right? All right, so we good. Amen. That's next week, unscrambling your mind, oh, searching for understanding because we're gonna, we gonna see how the Bible even talks about how you can get understanding, right? That's next week, though. <laughs> look, look, look. Coming soon to a theater near you, right? <laughs> right, All right, this week we're going to talk about being filled with power. Okay. You know, we, I heard them praying, speak to us. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us. Why, speak, speak to us. Speak to Right? I almost wanted to take uh, Hope's mic. Hope bailed out. You know, she, you know, the Holy Spirit took her out. I was, I was going to come and replace her. <laughs> that would have threw off their flow, though. The anointing would have left. <laughs> You said just for three seconds. The anointing would have covered me. Yeah. Easy for y'all. Look, cuz over there going. Yeah, that's right. She'd be the main one. She'd be the main one picking with me. Like stay in your lane. All right. So let's talk about being filled with power. Acts chapter two. And again, take notes. Write down what you can. That's better than not writing down Nothing at all. And this is the thing. Trust the Holy Spirit to bring it back to your remembrance. You don't depend on you. Listen, if you go to a buffet, can you eat all the food at one time? No. No. There's there, but if it's a, <laughs> my wife said, I wish it was possible. But, but if you're really hungry and it's the buffet you love, aren't you tempted to want to eat all of it? But you, you try, no, but, but you can't, can you? You can only consume what you can consume. Guess what? When you come to church, there's a buffet. It's just a buffet, but you can only consume what you can consume, and I guarantee that's enough, right? All right. Good. So take take some notes. So Acts chapter two. We'll go in Acts chapter two. So we we talked about already who is the Holy Spirit, and it's a it's a it's a person. not it he is a person. The Scripture says he will show you things to come, right? So we talked about that, and we talked about the Holy Spirit as the indwelling, uh, that's a power available, right? And then we talked about the infilling, that's powerful. And then we talked about the outpouring, that's power flow, right? Right, so we talked about how the Jesus the Spirit came on him, the, in, the indwelling, right, at in Acts chapter, uh, uh, no, Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, and he was indwelled with the, the Spirit. Then it said that Spirit took him in the wilderness, and it said he was full of the Spirit in uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 1. And then Luke 4, 14, it said that he came out after he was tested, he came out in the power, right? So he had power flow, you know. just was full of the power it's just flowing all out of them right so we talked about the three different levels of the holy spirit that we want to experience we don't just want them sitting in us we want to be able to use that power you know right like some of you are so smart you geniuses and you have so much creativity but sometimes it's hard to express yourself so you have the words you just can't get them out right some of you have great ideas you have the ideas for some reason you just can't implement them right Right? But it's in there, right? So, so, so the Holy Spirit helps, helps you to do. Um, I heard a, a glimpse of a sermon by George Myers yesterday, and she's like, it's like 1,500 times or 1,200 times the word go is in the Bible. She says, but the word study is in there like 64, meaning like just sit and study. She says, so a lot of times we just sit around, but we're supposed to be go. We're supposed to be doing right we're supposed to be active moving Stuff's supposed to be flowing out of us how many times have you walked away from situations and said man I, I had a thought mm. man probably if i would if i had came up with my suggestion it probably would have worked i should have said something yeah but you'll see how the holy spirit helped you to get it out right so Acts chapter two um now act chapter one just to let you know he says you shall receive power after that the holy ghost will come upon you you'll be a witness unto me into Judea, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the world. So, so you know how sometimes you want to talk about people about the Lord, but you you hide them? Especially around if you think people have certain status, like you don't share Jesus. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I mean, it just happened last week. You don't remember? I wouldn't be sarcastic. Some of y'all, it actually happened last week. Like, You had an opportunity to talk about the Lord. Ah! Don't want to talk about that. This might not be cool, but the Holy Spirit will have you share stuff that you wouldn't normally share, and it'll change people's lives because He knows what they're thinking. He speaks everybody's language. All right. So that's where that power comes from. That's Acts chapter one, verse uh, five through eight. But here in uh, chapter two is is the manifestation of the power he was talking about. It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Something happens when you're in agreement. Yeah. It makes power available, right? It says, uh, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There was this that outpouring. It says, and there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. Look, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, look, as the Spirit gave them utterance, right? And and let's drop down here to verse 17. And it says, uh, uh, and this shall come to pass in the I'm sorry. Uh, Let's do... 14 it says, but Peter standing up uh, with the 11 lifted up his voice and said unto them, you men of Judea and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken. Hearken means listen with the intent to obey. Hearken to my words for these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing as but the third hour of the day. So when they saw them filled with the Holy Spirit, they was like, these people out here drunk. It looked as if they were drunk the way they were carrying on. He said, no, 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 no. So these aren't drunk as you suppose, right? It's as drunken as ye suppose, seeing is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, say of God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Now, why is that important? Because uh, without vision, my people perish. See, see, see. Another version says people stumble all over themselves. So when we counsel couples, we always ask them about vision. You got vision? What are you planning off of? Because if you don't have vision, everything that's suggested to you by somebody else, I'd be like, that seems like a good thing to do. And you find yourself do, uh, 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 being a good starter, but not a good, but not a good finisher. You know why? Cause you're doing what everybody else is doing. Or I, I tell you what's even worse. At least that person's trying to do something. What's even worse is when well, you just existing every day. Cause you're not playing off a vision. God's constantly communicating vision. The Holy spirit is in your life to show you things to come. So now you're, uh, one of the things that, that, that makes, uh, I, I think our relationship, especially what I love about our relationship, we always have something to look forward to together. Not I'm doing my thing. And she's like, well, honey, that's exciting. No, no, no. We have something to look forward to because our, we play off of a vision every year since 1992. And so it's always like, ooh, oh, the uh, Lord is serious. Well, he took care of that, right? Then the, then the next thing comes, oh, we took care of that. Whoa, babe, I can't wait till the Lord do, does do this. We're always playing off a of vision, right? Now, when you don't get vision sitting around the house, watching TV by yourself, you got to spend time with God, cause it's God's purpose for your life, right? So, so, so that's the, that's the key here. Plan off a of vision, all right? So it says that your young men shall 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 uh, see visions, or well, it says your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Hard to lead without vision. To leave. And it says, "On my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days my spirit, and they shall prophecy. Now, the thing about prophecy is God speaking through the person. So he still is casting vision, but he's speaking through the person. And then uh, verse 19: "And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath." Right? Blood and fire and vapor or smoke. So it says, "Look, look, Wonders in heaven above, but you're gonna, you're gonna, what's gonna draw attention to the wonders is the signs." You'll be seeing signs. There's signs everywhere. It's just like if we're not playing off a guy, we don't even recognize them. We'll walk right past the sign like uh, we were talking about it, uh, in a Master Life class this morning uh, when the, the priest and the Levite walked by the guy that was hurting, right? But they were so focused on their, their task, they, 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 they couldn't stop to care for someone. But see, that was, again, that's like a sign right there, a sign that God wants to use you to fulfill a purpose in somebody's life. But you're so busy, you know, getting to what's important to you at the expense of what God has purposed for you to do. All right. All right. So that's Acts chapter 2, 14 through 19. But let's go to Joel since it referenced Joel. This is so interesting. This is the Old and the New Testament. Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law, Right. Joe G-O-J-O-E-L like he says I can't he said I didn't come to abolish the law that's why you know people you know we talked about this on Wednesday uh, once saved always saved people just it's not about the law what Jesus said I can't fulfill the law Hebrews 10 says "Uh, uh, you have a new covenant now I'm putting the laws in your heart I was giving you an opportunity to do the law but I'm gonna put the laws in your heart Right, so 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 I'm gonna put the you know the boundaries of protection in your heart. But look here, it says uh, Joel two twenty-eight, and and it and it shall come to pass afterward, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. And also the servants, also upon the servants and the handmaids in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Uh, blood and fire and pillar of smoke. And look, look, look. But this is saying the same thing Peter says. So Peter didn't make up anything. He's actually referencing the fulfillment. This is the fulfillment of what God had spoke by his prophets. Anytime God spoke something, there's a fulfillment. Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law. So when God gives you a vision, uh, the, uh, the scripture says, uh, and my word won't go out, my word will go out and not return to me void, but it'll accomplish what I sent it to do right? Isaiah uh, Isaiah 55, 11. So if God gives something word through prophecy or through vision and dreams, it's coming to pass, right? It's going to be fulfilled. We just have to stay in harmony with God's will, right? Now, Now, how does this relate to the Holy Spirit? Let's go to Genesis 1. Genesis 1. It's amazing how God hasn't changed things. So Genesis 1, 1, first scripture in the Bible says, in the beginning, God created, Keyword circle underline it created the heaven and the earth. You know we talked about this here at the church before, but that's a conjunction, right? Heaven and earth together for them. So the original temple was for them to operate together. So drop over here to Genesis two one. It says, "And the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them, those who occupied them, heavens and earth." Right? Not heaven or earth. It's not optional, heaven and earth together. Now, let's go back to Genesis 1, 26. Well, I'll just give you a couple of scriptures. Uh, um, uh, oh, Genesis 1, 2, after he created heaven and earth, it says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit, who? The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Holy Spirit's hanging out, right? Waiting to move, but he's waiting for God's word for him to move. Right? And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Holy Spirit moved now. <laughs> right? Because he's responding to the word, right? To help to manifest some things. So God said, Let there be light. It didn't say God built light. It didn't say God painted light. It said God spoke light and light. Existence And and look, God saw the light and that it was good, right? Um, uh, Verse six, and God said, let there be a firmament, right? Verse seven, and God made the firmament, but he spoke it into existence, right? Uh, Verse nine, God said, let there be waters under the heaven be gathered together, so on and so forth. So all through one through 26, it says God said, and it was so. He manifested, he spoke things with the word. All right, so we're going to come back to Genesis one. But just look at Hebrews 11 real quick. So again, I'm giving you scripture so you can search the scriptures to see if it's so, but so you can study it out on your own time to line up what God is trying to reveal to us, right? So we can have a clear vision of what we're purposed to do. Um, uh, Hebrews 11 verse 3. It says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear, right? So th- we, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Let's go back to Genesis 1. God said, God said, God said, right? Now let's Genesis one twenty six. Genesis 1.26. And God said, let us make man in our image, right? And after our likeness and let them have dominion rule over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. So God created man in his what own image in the image of God created he him male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air or every creeping thing that moveth upon the earth. So here we have God said, let us make man in our image. He already showed us what his image was. God said, let there be light. God said, let there be waters. God said, He's, he used his, his voice to speak things into existence and he made us like him, Right? Then you have, uh, I got to make sure I don't rush ahead as I am at times doing. I'll just do it just since we're in this area. Genesis 2, 7. So he had already spoke man in the existence of the earth realm. In verse 7, it says, and the Lord God formed man. So the man is already existence. He's already available to manifest. So he formed the man that he spoke into the earth realm. It says he formed man of the dust of the ground and look, look, and breathed, God is breathing into him now, right? He breathed that same creative power that created light. God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Look, and it says man became a living soul. Now we're we're gonna reference this in a minute, when it says a living soul, a speaking spirit, a speaking spirit. All right. And I'll explain that in in a little, in in a few. So now let's go to Acts chapter eight. Just just giving you some some reference stuff so you can um, once again go over it later yourself. So Acts chapter eight, starting with verse eight. And the disciples flowing in the spirit. You know, we, we read Acts chapter 2. They was flowing. You know, they, the, the spirit hit them. Acts chapter 3, you see Peter and John walk by. The man sitting at the gate. And he says, man, give me some money. He said, oh, silver and gold have we none. But such as we have, we give to you. And they, they said, man, man, get up and walk. This dude couldn't walk. They just get up and walk. So we don't have no money for you. But we can heal you. And you can go get your own money. <laughs> right? Acts chapter three, Acts chapter four, same thing. They start walking in the power and, and preaching and teaching. Acts chapter five, people start, Acts chapter four, people just start giving to each other. They were so used to the power, they was like, man, oh, why you look distracted, man? we rolling in the power. Man, I can't pay my mortgage. Man, we got your mortgage covered. Now come on, man, we gotta, we gotta keep flowing in the power. It said nobody lacked anything. Acts chapter five, people got started to operate in flesh, in the flesh, and they started lying. Yeah, yeah, I sold my house for this much. Just to look like, look, I gave two. No, no, man, you ain't got a front. They said, why are you lying? And the dude fell, dropped dead him and his wife. Right? Right? Acts chapter 6, There was like, man... We've flown in this power. or They was like, man, y'all need to uh, wait on the tables, take care of the widows, this, that, and the other. They said, man, listen, man, we're, we're in the presence of God, interceding, pulling on the power, getting the word so we all can walk in power. But what we'll do is we'll assign people, they assign the first deacons, to take care of the service. Then they assign Simon, and he was walking in so much power, people start hating on him. Like when you start walking in power, people start hating on them, And they start, they stoned him. But he was he was so... He was so locked into the presence of God. He said, man, forgive them. No, don't know not what they do. They said he looked like they, he saw the face of God. That's Acts chapter 7. And he, and, and no, what made him mad? Simon went through the whole story of Moses and how God delivered the children of Israel everything. That's Acts chapter 7. Then we get over here to Acts chapter 8 because now we got power rolling, people seeing signs, wonders, and miracles take place. They rolling. So you get to Acts chapter 8 here and verse 8. Now, Verse six, and, and, the, uh, the, and the people with one accord gave heed unto the things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles that he did, right? For, for, for unclean, unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many uh, taken with palsies or sick that, uh, and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time, before the, the real miracles came, it says, uh, "Before in the same city used sorcery, and bewitched the people of Samaria, given out that himself was great one, To whom they all gave heed, you know, and they, they following uh, the hustler, from the least to the greatest, saying, "This man is the great power of God, but he was front." It says, and to him they gave, uh, and to him they had regard because of a long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. And you see that in churches now, right? Right. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, first they had to believe Philip, right? Just him preaching. In the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women, right? So we talked about uh, Justina was baptized last week. It was last week? last Saturday I think right so we talked about uh baptism I'm not gonna get into that verse 13 then Simon himself believed this is the 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 sorcerer it says Simon himself believed also and when he was baptized not only was he so he believed first believed the word then he was baptized right and it says he continued with Philip so now he's becoming a disciple right so now he's following my disciple, look, and wonder, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. So Philip's doing signs, wonders, and miracles. Now when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God. So the apostles are somewhere else, and they was like, well, they, they, they're not even Jews or, or they're not even like us. They, they received the word of God too. God is moving on their lives. It said, look, they sent to them Peter and John who when they were come down, pray for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Now, it already said they believed the word and it said they was baptized. But now it says here they need to receive the Holy Ghost. Well, we already know with baptism, there's already an indwelling. Here it's talking about the infilling, right? It says, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So it's not just about believing, there's another level, right? It says it right here, right? Then they lay hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost, right? And when Simon saw, saw that through the land of hand of the apostles, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Right? So here you have, he's trying to endow them with some power. Now, how does this connect to what we were talking about in Genesis? What God is doing when he said, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. What he's trying to do is get us to repossess our creative ability. He's trying to deliver us from perversion or being twisted or wicked. You know, because, again, we talked about this in the, uh, the Master Life class. We can get carnal, get fleshly and get twisted where we're playing off of the world and, and all the things in the world. And then if somebody talks to you about the things of God, you go, but they doing this, right? Because the world's doing it. Or you can go, I don't see anything wrong with it. a whole lot of people do that. But, but once again, we're not playing off, we're not conformed to the world We're being transformed by renewal of our mind. And what happens is you can soak up the world and you can feel successful and you can feel comfortable, but what you'll lose is your ability to create. So when problems come to you, You'll play off of what you can see, which, of course, is limits. It'll seem insurmountable. So you you, you roll and everything's going good. Somebody gets sick. Oh, my God. First thing you'll do is worry. The first thing you'll do is everybody will be sad because you won't see it as a demand for the power of God. You see what I'm saying? You'll see it as a a circumstance. Or you may see, well, maybe God put put, put this on me they say he won't put on me more than you can bear, which is not scripture. <laughs> That's not in the Bible. Okay. Just it's not. First right, Corinthians 10, 13, for the sake of time, you can read that for yourself what the actual scripture says. But so now what God is saying, I need to, and I need to infill them. I need to over have to have a power flow coming out of them. So now they not only can deliver or receive power because now they You see beyond um, the limits of this world. The scripture says, look not on the things that you see for the temporal. Look on the things that you can't see for the eternal. But how can we look on the things that we can't see? We'll have to put on faith lenses and see beyond the limits. Something that's never existed. Something that's never happened. The impossible, right? See, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. In the heaven realm, there's things we would call in the earth realm impossible, right? It's not impossible. It's just because with man, it is impossible. Not with God, with God, all things are possible. Uh, Mark uh, 9.23 and Mark 10.27. So, so, so we'll, we'll, if the whole, the whole point of sin was to separate you from separate us from heaven. So all we can see is earth stuff, limits, what's already manifested. We, it's hard for us to see if all we do is harmonize with the earth, it's hard for us to see what's never happened, right? But it takes a creative ability, so God's trying to get that back to us, right? And so remember, you know, when he spoke those creative words and breathed, when he spoke creative words and in, in, in Genesis 2-7, when he breathed the breath of life in us, he was breathing a creative power in us through the Holy Spirit. He was breathing creative power back in us. Um, and so when you have this creative power, we talked about the indwelling, but we said there's an infilling when you're full of power, but outp- outpouring is power flow. Uh, the Bible says you're snared by the words of your mouth. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 6, 2 and Proverbs 18, 21. Proverbs 6, 2, Proverbs 18, 21. Proverbs 6, 2 and Proverbs 18, 21. I'm not trying to rush through it, but do you need this information? So. I'm snared by the words of my mouth. So that means I have creative power, but depending on how I use it, if I use it to create what I desire, that's what I'm going to be held captive by. But if I use it to magnify the negative, not only am I dealing with something negative today, I've just projected it into tomorrow. Listen, if I use this creative power just to magnify the negative, what's happening to me? I've opened my mouth and I've projected what's happening to me today into my future because I'm snared by the words of my mouth. So the example we just gave you in Genesis chapter 2, all the scriptures are for a reason. When God saw darkness and void upon the face of the earth, if he would have used his godly creative power of words to go, man, it's dark, man, it's all void up in this piece. Not only would he have dealt with it in that moment, he would have projected it into the future. But if you read through that, the next thing that came out of God's mouth was let there be light. So he spoke something that didn't exist to counter what was existing that he didn't want to deal with. Are you doing that? I don't care how it looks. Are you constantly speaking what God says or what you're dealing with? You see the difference, all right? So, 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 work with me here. Work with me here. So, so, and and I get it. It's hard to speak it out when you're dealing with the infirmity or the pain. Well, that's where the Holy Spirit kicks in. That's why you have the Holy Spirit inside you to lead you to guide you. You know, what I was gonna say, <laughs> all right? What's it? You need the Holy Ghost, right? You need the Holy Ghost inside you to lead you to guide you. You need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> You can't make it by yourself, right? <laughs> you need the help of someone else. <laughs> You've got power when you pray. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Have deliverance every day. You need the Holy Ghost. I just love that song. All right, so let's go to Romans 8. We're still trying to find the song. Yeah, we can't find the track for the song. We don't know where we got the song from. I know I saw that song somewhere. We're going to find it. Yeah. We've been searching for it. we need to call back to different churches and everything. We're going to find that. All right. So Acts 26, Acts 8, Acts chapter 8. And so he said, it's hard for us to speak this out because we're weighed down with some of the circumstances of life. So it's hard for us to speak out that creative power, speak out what's not existing because we're weighed down with, with what's existing, right? But says, look, look, the Holy Spirit is in our life for this reason. So Acts eight twenty six says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, our weaknesses. Right? It says, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints. Look, look, according to the will of God in harmony with. Romans. I said Romans. You said Acts. Yeah, you said Acts. Yeah. You said Acts. Romans. Acts. I thought Romans, but I said Acts. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Romans, finally- Romans, eight, twenty-six, and twenty-seven. My bad. My bad. I was thinking it. I was thinking it the whole time. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was thinking. I was thinking about Romans, but I was talking about the acts of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I said Romans, but I went back. To that. Yeah. At least you know we're listening. All right least I know you're listening. That still doesn't excuse me giving you the wrong, the wrong chapter, all right? So Acts 8, so, th- I mean, Romans 8. <laughs> I did it again, didn't I? I did it again, I know. All right, so likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints, according to and harmony with the will of God. So he's constantly praying a perfect prayer out of your spirit, yeah. according to the will of God. Yeah. As the Scripture says in 1 Corinthians uh, fourteen two, when you pray in an unknown tongue, you're praying unto God. Yeah. Right? It's not talking about the gift of tongues that, that that's a gift and interpretation follows. It's talking about when you're praying in an unknown tongue. That's what happened in Acts. You know, when that spirit hits you and you start to utter groanings that you wouldn't speak. And it's praying a perfect prayer because your understanding can't get in the way. Because we lean to our own understanding. It's hard for us to speak out supernatural, impossible things. Because as soon as it come out your mouth, let's say if what you prayed in the unknown tongue came out in English. And it said you was going to do something you never did. Or because we operate off our own convenience, you wouldn't even want to do. Because right, right now, we'd be finding out callers and stuff. We got this thing people do called running from your calling. <laughs> and then, then sometimes we wear like a badge. Yeah, I've just been running from the Lord. <laughs> like, soon as you hear that, think like how they was thinking with Jonah. If somebody said, man, I've just been running from the Lord, you'd be like, okay, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just be over here. <laughs> right? Like, it's an option. And okay, but let's say it's not an option from God. Why would it be an option for you? Your whole life, you're You're thirsting to be fulfilled. What God called you and purposed you to do is what's gonna fulfill you, and you make this statement like I'm running? Someone's been running like 20, 30 years. And we keep doing stuff. Look, we do what we wanna do. Something something, something crazy or tragic happened. God didn't make it happen. But since you're outside of his will, you're more susceptible to the adversary. God didn't do it, okay? Just for the record, we talked about that God talk, right? But God ain't going to stop it because you're not in His will, right? So, so, the Holy Spirit speaks these creative things. Look at Psalm 42, because sometimes it's just hard for us to get it out. And the psalmist understood this. They, they, David understood this. You know, David was a singer, right? Did y'all know that? Uh, let's see so so Psalm 42 verse 11 so David was going through the same thing you know not having the infilling the the uh the 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 indwelling infilling and outpouring he said why art thou cast down on my soul why art thou quiet disquieted within me hope thou in God he's trying to talk to his soul come on man we got to speak some things man why are you sitting back all depressed Right, he says, For I shall yet praise him, who, who is the health of my countenance and my God. He said, so he was almost like, man, look, so, I know you don't feel like it, man. Forget you. Ah, look, I'ma do this outside of my feelings. I'm gonna praise the Lord even though I don't feel like it. we wait till we feel something. If we don't feel nothing, we ain't moving. That's sensual that ain't spiritual. Yeah, 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 man, you can't be waiting on your flesh to do something. You got to make it do something. You got to take a step. I, I was at a service. Uh, 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 this man of God, Kenneth E. Hagen. Uh he was he was preaching and then he called up uh, another man of God, Keith Moore. Uh, what's the songs we were singing the other day? I got an unction, I got an unction from the Holy One. Right? Right? So, so, So I I love his songs, like, you can preach, pray, and prophesy. I got an unction, right? And so Keith Moore comes up, and he starts teaching. The Holy Spirit had moved it already. I mean, I mean, people running around, looking drunk in the spirit. Yeah, people's all over the place. But see, it was packed. And I was in the middle, like, where you at, Passanza? but imagine 14 seats or 15 seats to each side of you. And they all packed. So when the spirit moved, I felt something like I needed to move. I was like, nah, but I can't. What I'm gonna do? Like, yo, man, get out my way. You know, like, you know. I was like, so I kind of figured I get a pass. That's how I felt. So I was like, well, you know, cool, I'm good. And then I said to myself, then so when he started preaching, he said, hey, he said, man, when the spirit moves, it's like a wave going through. He said, you don't get wet by looking at it. You ain't gonna feel the water by looking at it. You gotta get in. Not, not no toe. You got to jump in to flow with the wave, right? So I said, oh, man, I, I got the analogy. I said, man, I, I said, next time the spirit move, I'm going to move with it. We've done that, right? So what are we thinking? Hey, Statue of limitations is gone. You know, I get a pass because I, man, as soon as he made the statement. Man, the, the wave of the spirit, just why I felt it all through the place. I said, Man, I just said the next time the spirit moved, so I got to do something. It was still all these people next to me, and I just did like this. I said, Well, I'll just take a step. I did like this. My feet were. I was like, What in the world? I, I wasn't doing that. My feet. And, and it was like a, a traffic jam. People trying to get out my way. What's wrong with this guy? And then, then I, I went around the church, and I was running around the church. My. <laughs> I, just, I, I was like, I'm on the inside going, boy, you really look like a fool right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had let go. Yeah. Then I fell out. Yeah. Right, so what I'm saying is sometimes you just got to move. Yeah. You just can't go with it. Yeah. When the wave hit, man, you just got to take the step. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can't go by your feelings. That's what David was saying in in uh, Psalm 42, 11. Yeah. And so, so, and why is because See, sometimes we get this unction and we're like, I ain't saying that. Man, I ain't saying that. Lewis, I ain't saying it. You gonna say it? I'm not. No, he's trying to speak something in the atmosphere. He's trying to use you to prophesy. Sometimes in your own life, you'll say something and be like, did I just say that? Okay, and it'll come to pass because you spoke it out with your creative voice. (laughs) Uncertainty right? So, so when God gives us vision, man, we be speaking that stuff out there. And, and, and I remember when I first started speaking, they just looking at me like I was crazy, but I was like, that's what God showed me. At the beginning of the year, we we spoke new beginnings. Yeah. Now, you know, you're a pastor, you're speaking to people, you got a bunch of people sitting in there going, okay. But if we pay attention, it's been new beginnings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, if it ain't been new beginnings for y'all. <laughs> It's been new beginnings for us, and God ain't done with us yet. Got it? Listen, we about to, I, I'll, I'll explain here based on what God told me within the next month. Like, just new beginnings, just a lot, of, like just all types of stuff just, just happened. Then he tried to distract us yesterday because something that we were waiting to happen, we got news, and so I told but I don't get excited about news, I get excited about finished products. So so, my wife, was, she was like, "Ah!" I was like, okay, babe. That was, over-exaggeration. <laughs> that, that was an over-exaggerating. I don't even know how it looked, but if she said it was over-exaggerating, I'll say it was over-exaggerating. But some of y'all know I was close. Y'all know Pastor Mel. Oh. Yeah, Pastor I got you. I got you. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. Pastor Mel get excited, right? So then we got the adverse news, the adversary trying to sabotage. Something that something that was like a done deal, right? And so, I the <laughs> I got let me finish the story. <laughs> 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 you just try telling yourself, I sure help you I'm out. Right? <laughs> I wasn't even gonna mention that part. <laughs> oh, okay. I wasn't gonna mention that part. So, 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 but, but my point is, God already spoke it. So with, yeah, yeah I'm not gonna share that. God, God, God already spoke it. He spoke something that has not, and, and the trip is when he first spoke it, we, I, we just spoke it out. Then he started moving on situations that we were like, how is this possible? Or, or, and the reason why I said how this is this possible because like people would come to visit. Hey, uh, you know, such and such. I, I can't get a specific yet. I will. But, and I was like, really? And then we make a move. Then we made another move. And then things start falling in place. He's like, hold on a second. Then the timing. You know, because we, we, we're believing for the new building, right? And the timing. Like, man, God is phenomenal. You just need to speak it out. And then we've been seeing new beginnings pop-ups. You know, at the end of the year, we just need to do new beginnings testimonies. Because stuff just been popping up all over the place. You know, promotions, job, all types of stuff, right? See, so God's no respected persons. But anyway, um, so we're talking about speaking stuff out. Now, this is what's happening. God is trying to get us to re to 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 repossess our creative ability right that's what we talked about right and and remember it says the holy spirit speaks others groaners that you wouldn't even think to talk about and you say to yourself why does that have to be in an unknown tongue un, unknown unknown tongue why is it coded or a spiritual in, encryption well it's coded and it has a spiritual encryption to prevent unauthorized access See, it's coded or given a spiritual encryption so it prevents unauthorized access. So the devil can't plan against it and we can't extinguish it with doubt. Look, look, two things for two reasons. So the devil can't plan against it and so we can't extinguish it with doubt. Because belief is what makes it happen. So if if, if it wasn't spoken out supernaturally in an unknown tongue, we're going to Eh, I don't know. That seemed kind of way over the top. Right. Yeah. If that's the, like, like if if we would have known God's specific plans, we wouldn't be in Charlotte because it doesn't make natural sense. Like, don't nobody move. Like, I we I had uh, just established our our household. Uh, uh, We were talking about this the other day with our finances. Where we had the the things we got stuff paid off limited if no debt, actually the only debt we had was our house. Uh, like I said was. Right. So <laughs> I just someone was spoken in the atmosphere. Right. So so now the Lord said move and I'm like, Move. We got we got sixteen hundred dollars. But if, if if I would we would have known the plans, we could easily doubt them, extinguish them. Yeah. But but no the Holy Spirit just kept leading us and guiding us. Right, move and move and move and that's what, that's what happens God, see God wants to do what you want in your life but a lot of us are in the way we only do the things that we can control don't take no faith to do that 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 and so we limit ourselves but the whole time we want fulfillment fulfillment is on the other side of your faith not on, not on the other side of your fear all right. I right, So just just keep that in mind. So we have these encoded messages, and like, so what is what are these messages? What I mean, what what's, what's in them? You know, Ms. Lamar was saying he's doing a study on this culture and how the the subliminal message is lust or sexuality. But but it was there the whole time. You just searched, looked harder, as as a you know Rafiki told Simba, right? Look harder, right? <laughs> So, so 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 God is telling us to look harder He's so encoded messages What's in these messages So look at uh, Jeremiah So this creativity This creative ability is trying to speak out Something that God had wanted to manifest On earth That Was already established in heaven Right well, I say Jeremiah Where am I at I'm in Isaiah somewhere. So, where's Jeremiah? Yeah, Jeremiah chapter one. All right, Jeremiah chapter one, verse four. Look, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, "Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee." That word "knew" means to be intimate with. And before thou cameth forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, set thee apart, and I ordained thee. I established thee, you locked in, all in. I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So here, this was already in Jeremiah. Oh, so what God did was Jeremiah was the only person that he knew before he was in the mother's womb that he sanctified and ordained. Because God, you know... God only had time for Jeremiah. No, God's intentional. Yes, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, right? It's you ever know, Jeremiah 29, 11. So, so, so God had this thing planned the whole time. And so when you start to get, uh, uh, filled in the spirit, when it says it shows you things to come, he's showing you the encrypted information that was in you before you even got here. Right. And he's re- you have this treasure hidden in earthen vessels, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. So he's trying to reveal to you the treasures that was hidden in you the whole time. And you see it like, you know, and, and throughout your life, there's been flare ups like like you either meet someone or you're in a situation like seem like I've been here before. We call it deja vu. That's what we call it. They would do and try to came up with something so you don't look harder no 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 you can call it what you want it's information that you had before you was in the, your mother's womb that you ran across wow. yeah you were there before because you saw that video played out in the heaven realm that's a sign for you to look harder you're supposed to write that down you're supposed to get deeper into the presence of God Lord what was that hey whoa 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 I might be busy, but hold on, hold on. I I've seen this before. It was in me as if I've been there already. See, all these little things are showing you something. Why are you attracted to that? Why'd you go into that that particular environment? And it's like, Man, I feel like I need to be here. I need to come back here. But you know, it seems like I've known you my entire life. That's that's a divine connection. All right wait, wait, but we just be blowing it off like oh yeah, do do you know like, you know this is so coincidental that we're in the same situation we knew each other way back then and God just walking straight wow I tell you man this stuff just be happening out of nowhere it's so weird you know such a coincidence it's purposed. right all right so 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 we had this coded so so we we figured out there's something in us now in that Jeremiah one the Holy Spirit is revealing. Uh, what we would like to call hindsight training. Intel we received before we was in our mother's room. So so it's hindsight. It's stuff that was already in us that he's like, you're gonna need this information now, <laughs> Terrence. You're gonna have to carry this out now. I need you to go here now. I, just go. Like you know, because you know your mind just starts to go. Well, well just give me the breakdown of what I'm. Go. That's the that's the breakdown. The breakdown is go. No, no, I just want, go. And if you just, how, how's this going to play? Uh, yeah, what'd you say? Uh, don't be wondering why or just, go ahead. Okay, so what I say is, um, when we ask the question, how, whatever we are believing No, nah, it's good, it's good, I'm going to repeat it. Right. So the goal is not to know how it's going to happen, just know that it will. Mm-hmm. Because if you focus on I know that God, I know He is who He is and He will, then now it it I don't limit myself in my belief in looking at what I have. Because mm-hmm. when you look at what you have Am I supposed to remember all that? <laughs> you gonna preach a sermon out of it? All right, could you crystallize it so I can repeat it? He just, he just went on a roll. Like, I was like, I'll repeat it. I told her send the mic back. She was like, all right, so let's see if we can try to crystallize this. Right, so she's saying a lot of times that we, we spend all our time focusing on how and how it's going to play out, but we, we don't need to focus on how, we just know that he will. Right. Not, not be so busy concentrating on the how. And so how? that's the go. The go is, I'm with you, I got you, I planned this. The how is, okay, I'm gonna stay here until it's clear to me. I'm, I'm gonna just stay paralyzed until it's clear. And waves going by, well, once you explain to me how this all works, then I'll jump in. I'm not gonna get wet and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be in the flow, right? All right, so, so so praying in tongues enables the Holy Spirit to pray through you according to the perfect will of God. According to the perfect will of God. And this is the thing. When you when you when the whole thing about unknown tongues and, and the gift of tongues, two different things. Um, gift of tongue needs to be have an interpreter. You receive by faith, but you speak by float or by flow. You receive by faith, but you speak by flow. Or float right you receive by faith uh john chapter 7 just for the sake of time jesus said come drink receive it didn't say come shout he just said come drink um it says and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water right john chapter 7 to 39 so again remember we said in jane in, in genesis 2 7 Man became a living soul, a speaking spirit, a speaking spirit. A speaking spirit is a vessel that can speak with the voice of God's word. It's a vessel. Remember, God made us in his image and after his likeness, he spoke things into existence. So uh, the worlds were framed by the word of God. So we're able to frame our world by our words. Right. And so so when you're a speaking spirit, you have this ability in you. And why is that important? Because angels have been designed to assist you into what God wants manifested in your life. And so, y'all yeah, heard one, one man of God say, I'll be using other people's angels because they, they, they don't give them no work, They don't speak the word of God. They don't speak creativity. So angels can't move. The Bible says the angels hearken, listen with the intent to obey to the voice of God's word. So I read a book called Angels by Charles Capps. It's a great book, Angels by Charles Capps. And in the book, Charles Capps, I'm going to paraphrase it, but he was saying how, like, you know, God shares some stuff with you and he he wants manifested in your life. And so we have to speak faith-filled words to get it to manifest, right? You have an unction from the Holy One, you know all things. He says, but a lot of times we'll speak the worst-case scenario in a doubt and we'll stop it from happening. Uh, Daniel was praying and uh, the, the Gabriel angel came to give him the, uh, what he was praying. And But he was held up for 21 days. He says, man, the, the day that you prayed, I was on my way. He says, but the, uh, the prince of Persia or the, 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 the devil ch- ch- stood and tried to hold me back, tried to stop me. He says, he says, but the archangel Michael came, took him out so I can keep on moving and what I'm doing. So this is what, what the book was saying. It's like in the spirit realm, you have, uh, it's a book. It's another book to uh, This Present Darkness by Frank Peretti. And it shows what's happening in the spirit realm. So what happens is when, when God is trying to get something in your life and you speak faith-filled words, it empowers the angels to bring it to manifestation. But if you speak doubt, it empowers the demons and the devils to stop it. So imagine there's this fight going on and the angels you know, what, is, what was the, uh, the game? Rock'em Sock'em Robots? You, know, you hit the little... I mean I know I'm older but you know some people know what I'm talking about yeah. But you hit the little squeeze button and you can could, you could throw the jab, you know, you can throw a hook, uppercut You know, like you could do, you know, now nah, you couldn't do all that, you know just like, It was just simple moves, but you can, you can do it based on every time you hit the button so your faith. That, throws that jab out, you know, just throws that jab out for, what, the angel. But but if you're in doubt, you know, that's a hook for the demon. Right? But let's say if you're all speaking faithful words, that's a knockout. Right? So, because so they hearken, uh, Psalm 103 20, it says angels hearken, listen with the intent to obey to the word of God. So, if we're not speaking the word, let's say we don't read the word. What you speaking? You ain't speaking faith-filled words. You ain't speaking God's word. Angels don't have to move on your behalf. But the demons are excited. Right? Right? Just something to think about, right? So speaking spirits, speaking spirits, speak the angels' language. You have to realize our carnal language, our fleshly language, and its fears confuses the world of faith. It confuses the world of faith, because the world of faith, like, like, what is this? Parallels everything that God is designed to uh, to to send in your life. So now, when we're praying in the spirit, the Scripture says in Ephesians six is a part of our armor. You know, put on the whole armor of God. It says, praying in the spirit, right? With all prayer, right? Doesn't it say that in Ephesians six. Yeah, uh, Ephesians six, ten through eighteen. It talks about the whole armor. So now what happens when we start praying in the spirit, it's the ability to actuate creation. Now, 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 now Actuation is a word you, 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 they use for the streetlights. You know, if you, if you step a certain way, you hit a certain button, it actuates the light. So you, you might not realize this, but they have these little white strips. And if you roll over the white strips, it actuates the light. It triggers the light. It lets the light know. Somebody's in the in the lane. That's why you, you. If you ever don't go to the white line, people behind you beeping like, dude, like, actuate the light. Which, what is actuate? Activate. It's to activate. So 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 when you start to when you operate as a speaking spirit, you actuate creation. You move, manipulate, or manifest things into existence with the sound or force or force of your voice. Speaking God's words, faith-filled words. Uh, uh, Matthew 12, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. So if you fill yourself up with faith-filled words, what comes out of you? Faith-filled words. If you fill yourself up with circumstances of fear, what comes out of you? Right. See, so when you squeeze, uh, as my wife was saying this to a family member yesterday, like, hey, it's not intentional. When you squeeze me, the word come out. Jesus come out. Holy Spirit come out. I ain't even trying, right? Just, you know, you, like two for toothpaste. That's what's in me, that's what's gonna come out. When you squeeze, what comes out of you? No, no, not being sarcastic, just think about it. When you squeeze, what really comes out of you? Sports stats? History? Everything they are doing on Facebook? Or faith-filled words, right? When you squeeze, I'm saying, when you're under pressure, what really comes out of you, right? All right, so so, what God wants us to do with us, and 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 I know I'm not going to have time to finish this, so I'll just uh, I'll just uh, I'll close out with a couple of thoughts here. And uh, this is going to be kind of fast, so you have to get the CD. All right, so Faithful Words. God wants to speak faithful words that you desire on your manifestation account. So we have a manifestation account, things that we want manifested in our life. The faithful words trigger that account, right? It trigger things into manifestation, right? Uh, uh, If you, if you shall not doubt in your heart, you can have whatsoever you say it. If you shall not doubt in your heart, if you don't doubt it with doubt, you can have whatsoever you say it. Uh, uh, Mark 11, 22 to 24. Right. And it says, how be it in the spirit we speak mysteries. First Corinthians 14 2. Uh, something else for for it is not you who speak, but it is the spirit of your father, which is in you. Matthew 10, 20. So God is trying to do a new thing in our life. Isaiah 43, 19. That was one of, one of our vision scriptures. But for him to do a new thing, you have to start speaking creative words. You can't just keep saying what you've always said and what you've always done. So stop hearing yourself talk and listen to his creative word, his creative words for your life. The Holy Spirit is trying to communicate what God wants manifested in your life. But you're so used to hearing yourself. Talk. The Bible says uh, in Proverbs 18 two, a person is talking so they can discover themselves. They love hearing themselves talk. And w- with all due respect, shut up and listen. Now, seriously, like we just need to shut up and listen. You know, we're so busy repeating the same thing over and over. Don't realize that's why we're getting the same result. Listen to, listen to that unction from the Holy One so you can know all things, right? See, once something gets out, of the, 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 out into the atmosphere, out of your spirit, it begins to grow. And you have to realize every word morphs itself. I'm, I'm going to have to repeat this, I know. But every scripture morphs itself to conform to every change needed in your life. New revelation for new life. We call it rhema, right? So what happens is God is sending that word out and it, 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 it morphs or, con, or, or contorts into a picture of what God wants manifest in your life to get you to, to, to speak it out because it can't happen if you don't speak it and you're not going to speak it if you don't believe it and you're not going to believe it unless you see it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. The more you hear God's word, the of the word bringeth light Giveth understanding to the simple. The more you hear that word, the more you see, the more you see, the more you speak, the more you speak, the more you manifest. The more you hear, the more you see, the more you see, the more you speak, the more you speak, the more you manifest. The more you don't hear, you don't see, you don't speak. you're just recycling the crazy in your life, because that's all you're speaking out. You just keep projecting it into the future, and then you go, "I knew that was going to happen." Yeah, you just said it. And that's what you believed. You said I knew it was gonna happen. I knew the negative was gonna happen, so that's what you have faith in. So you spoke into existence, it's supposed to happen. You're snared by the words of your mouth, that's scripture, Proverbs 6.2. You, you wanna start speaking what you desire, not what you're dealing with, right? I so, 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 every day God has new insights, insights for you, new insights. What makes us old is being without new or newness. That's what, that's how, that's how we start to age and die and wear down because there's nothing else to look forward to, but what we already had. We, we're atrophying even what we've already established. We're blunt, you know, you, you get so, so thirsty, you just throwing away money because you're not moving. You're not elevating to different levels so without daily the daily quickening of the spirit all will be is just existing in the old and then what we'll do is we'll justify it we'll excuse it well you know it's kind of just like this well you know they probably you know that's just how they are because we don't want to challenge ourselves or the people around us to grow into the new it costs something to experience something that you've never experienced in your life it costs something it's it's easy to just let things be. That's the easiest thing in the world to do because you ain't got to do nothing. But everything in our life costs something and it costs some faith. You're going to have to be uncomfortable to believe in the unseen. We're not. Listen, it costs something to build an ark and it had never rained. But can God get you to build the ark in your life? Even though there's some people around you ain't going to believe until they see it but can God get you to manifest it so they'll start believing, right? God wants to do some signs and wonders and miracles in our life. So that daily quickening, is is, that's that Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit quickens. Know what he does? He's our spiritual defibrillator. Y'all know what a defibrillator is, right? You know, you gotta shock you to wake up. So the Holy Spirit is trying to shock us to wake up, but sometimes we depress him or we quench him because we're uncomfortable with the wake up. You know, some people uh, don't don't have to pass, but they're like, I'm cool. Anything that says relief on it, I'm good with. For me to to, to press through what I'm dealing with right now, I have to believe or want to impact others' lives. My life has not been about others' lives. It's about, at my convenience, and right now I'm convenient. Now, you think I'm talking about somebody on a hospital bed. I'm talking about what we've been doing in our lives we just been lying down and it's been all about our comfort and our convenience or or me and us uh my sister-in-law was talking it's about chilling like our whole life is about chilling you don't need to do nothing to chill I, did you hear what i said you don't need to do nothing to chill that's what our whole life has been about i can't wait till i get old so i can do what i want to do nothing now that i'm old ain't nobody tell me what to do i'm doing nothing I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do nothing. I, I can't think of the song. I was listening to the other. Yeah, that's the lazy song. But I was, it was another song I just heard recently. It's, it's a similar song. I was at the gym. I was like, are you serious? It, it was basically saying, do nothing. Why do you care? And so it's, 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 it's trying to comfort you. What God's trying to do, I'm in here. God's trying to bring us into the glory zone. That's that outpouring zone. That's that manifestation zone. And see, we want that glory zone without using any faith. But look, read through the Bible, your faith has made you whole. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. I have not seen no, no such faith in all of Israel. It wasn't, it, you, y'all think Jesus did stuff? Not by himself. If I could touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. It, it, it was, a, it was a, a coordinated effort. <laughs> before the, jesus showed up the woman was like man he come in town if i could just touch him he was already here healed everybody i guarantee if he come back i can just touch him read through it it say he he went to the other side and came back he was already in that town if i could just touch him if i could just touch him the scripture said jesus came and preached he preached and taught first and healing was manifested we just Come on, the Bible can't give you all of this. read through it. If you study through it, you'll see Jesus came into town, preached and taught because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. See, we don't want to be around the word of God, but we think we're going to believe just by osmosis. You know, just we think it's going to happen just by us sitting around or casually coming to church or or every once in a while we reading the word. You don't get faith like that. Uh, uh, Me and Tim was talking about the gym. How, you know, how some of us remember songs. But we weren't trying, was we? We just listened to it over and over and over again, right? Yeah. I got the Sugar Hill man. I still remember the hip, hip hop, the hip, don't stop the rocking. It. <laughs> like it's, I, I just remember, it. I still remember excuses. Excuses are the tools of the weak and incompetent, which build monuments of nothingness, nothingness. And those who specialize in them are seldom capable of accomplishing anything else. And guess what? You walking around and you always got bills because you keep saying that. You always gonna have bills, baby. You always gonna, that ain't true. Man, you ain't going to never get out of debt. Well, you know, we gonna, since I'm going to have debt, I'm going to pile it up. <laughs> right? Well, I'm just saying this, let, let's, let's, let's start shifting some things so we can cross over into the glory zone. And stop running from the Holy Spirit. Just because it's uncomfortable. Because you got to float. Because you got to let go. Your life is, is very limited when all you can do is just the things you can control. We got time to float. I guarantee you power will start operating it. Do the uncomfortable thing this week. How about saying no? No, no, I'm not rolling like that. Just try it. See, see how, see how it wears, you know what? I don't think you ever loved me. And you know what? I think I'm gonna shift some things. I'm not selling for anything less than fulfillment. And you ain't it. Yeah. You know, some of these little boyfriend and girlfriend relationships. I thought I slipped that in there. <laughs> it's honorable mention, you know. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, no bonuses, <laughs> no extra offers. Just you know, that's just free, right? <laughs> I'm playing, y'all. I'm just playing. All right. So, so God's trying to shift some things for us. Okay, just stand on your feet. That's all.